If you want to pump your body and expand your mind, there's only one place to go. Mind Pump. Mind Pump. With your hosts, Sal Stefano, Adam Schaefer, and Justin Andrews. You just found the world's number one fitness, health, and entertainment podcast. This is Mind Pump. Right in today's episode, we talk about how to avoid gaining weight during the holiday season. So this is the time of year where people tend to gain a lot of body fat, tend to find that their health declines. Now we know there's tremendous value in the holidays, tremendous value in bonding with the people around you, connecting, enjoying the flavors and the tastes of the foods around you. But there's a healthy way to do it. There really is a healthy way to do it. And you'll actually enjoy the holidays more. And in today's episode, we talk about that. Now, in today's episode, we talk about how you can utilize intuitive eating, developing a better relationship with food, how to reverse diet leading into the holidays so that you can use the extra calories for muscle building, metabolism boosting, and how to potentially use fasting uh, as a healthy strategy. Now, we have a fasting guide, we have an intuitive eating guide, and we have a reverse dieting guide, all three of which right now are 50% off to help those of you out that need the extra help. You can find all three of them at mapsfitnessproducts.com, but just use the code HEALTHY, HEALTHY is the code, for 50% off. Now, this episode is also brought to you by a sponsor, LMNT. This is an electrolyte powder that has the right amount of sodium for athletes and especially those of you on low-carb diets. This will help you get better performance, better pumps in the gym, and more energy. Go check this company out. We've actually invested in this company. That's how much we like them. Go to drinklmnt.com forward slash mind pump. And right now, they're offering all of our listeners a free sample pack with any order. So again, drinklmnt.com forward slash mind pump. All right, here comes the show. When people gain weight throughout the year, a large chunk of it happens to happen around the holiday season. There are some things you can do to prevent this from happening and actually take advantage of those extra calories you'll be eating through the holiday season. You know, uh, this, we visit this topic every year. You remember the, uh, every year, the, the meme I used to share every year. I haven't shared it in a couple of years, so maybe I'll have to dig it up and find it. You remember the meme I used to send no, around this? Yeah. Let's say, stop blaming the holidays. You were fat in July. <laughs> <laughs> oh yeah. I remember that. You used to piss everybody oh, yeah. But I remember, <laughs> Ooh, now, I don't know stings. how, I don't know how accurate this is, but I remember this being eight we, to 12 pounds. We were told this right in the yeah. gym space. The average American gains eight to 12 pounds over the holiday season and then doesn't lose it all afterwards and it and that ends up adding up over the years and if you look at a like a, a chart of weight gain over the year a, a, a majority of it does happen around this this time of year and it's because there's a lot of food it's a multitude of factors family uh there's you know there's there's a reason to overeat there's a reason to be inactive um mm -hmm. and so what we tend to do is we tend to quote unquote let go yeah. um during this period of time sort of shelve our disciplines for just a little bit yes, yes so this has been this has actually been debated it's like one of those things like how many calories is muscle burn yeah you know, it's like one of those things that's right? why i said it's been told to yeah listen. i personally i actually think it's higher than that i i think a lot of people put on uh more weight than what do you got doug what's it saying it says about a pound yeah, that's a bunch of bullshit. Well, hold on, hold no, on. No, no. Is it a pound after, like done? Like that's or is it keep? every day from Thanksgiving? No, no. <laughs> so despite our worst fears, the average American really only puts on one pound during the holiday season. Yeah, that's okay, by the way, can I say shit. something real quick? No way. Everybody's like, that's only a pound, right? Yeah. That's a pound that you don't lose of body fat. Yeah. So 10 years of celebrating Thanksgiving, Christmas, 
whatever, 10 pounds now, of additional I, I, on top of the other five. Okay, so I would get behind okay. that. Like, it's yes. it's a pound you never lose, and, it just, right. and it's compounding. Right. So every it's year- just fat. Yeah, every year, now your average is one pound higher that you maintain in the year, right. every year. and so. But that also means that half of everybody gains more than a pound, right? Because that's the average, right? So on average, yeah. well, I guess that would be medium, but you get what I'm saying, is that there's a large percentage of people actually gain more than a pound. But nonetheless, look, we all get this. We all feel this. Over the holiday season, we all know well, this is something that everybody understands that this is a time of year where it can be difficult to maintain your health and fitness, right? It gets, things get a little bit more challenging. Now, I do want to say this first. Uh, we're not the we're not the fitness podcast. And we're not the trainers and coaches who will discredit the value of enjoying meals, enjoying glasses of wine and enjoying yeah. being with family because you're not going to be able to keep your six pack. Or we're not going to tell you to bring your Tupperware to Thanksgiving dinner. No, because there's tremendous health value in celebrating these these times with your family, especially if you don't see this, these people on a regular basis, especially if this is the only time you get to connect with these people. So what you're not going to hear from us is, you know, uh, insanity around that. Like there's real value around that. I think the challenge, the problem is people go above and beyond that value and they, it becomes this like... Uh, oh, here's where I, it goes from, I'm enjoying myself and connecting with people to, oh my God, this is when I'm going to binge. This is when I'm yeah. going to make myself feel terrible. This is when my stomach's going to Now hurt. I need to punish myself for this. And did then I, afterwards, right? Yeah. You guys, I tell you guys that I did a, I did a show the day after Thanksgiving. Yeah, I know. Yeah, I'll never forget what that. What a terrible, terrible I, I thought it was like a brilliant strategy. Like I really thought like nobody is going to fucking do this. Like, and I have, the, I was like, I got the discipline. Yeah, but you forget you're competing in a like- I know everybody's all neurotic. It was like a super packed show. It's like, of course, like oh, this is man. what they all thought. They're like, no problem sacrificing that. And I'll never do that again. And it could, could, by the way, Katrina always reminds me of that. Right. If I say like, <laughs> you know, we don't ever do what I want to do for the holiday. She goes, Oh really? Yeah. <laughs> you, you don't remember I have an example. Yeah. Yeah. You don't remember driving down South, like eating at a Tupperware for Thanksgiving. I'm like, yeah. Oh, you're right. I do remember that one year we did that, you know, and the, and it's, you know, interesting because obviously I was in uh, the middle of a much, larger goal that I was incredibly focused on, right? So I don't reg I don't regret it. Uh, I would never do it again. Just there's no more value. Like, why would you do that again? Yeah, yeah. And there and there at that time I, I really, really thought that it was a it was a smart strategy to 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 get to my pro card and stuff like that. And so that was the idea. Or win my first pro show. That's what I was trying to do. Um and I do remember how much I missed out on the on the family stuff. And I'm like, oh well, I'll never I'll never do that again. And I'll never do that to you again. I remember telling her that like to uh, allow us to miss one of the days of the year when all of our family makes an effort to make sure they are together and stuff, all to look a certain way or win some dumb trophy or to prove to everybody whatever. Well, this, is, this is such an important thing to communicate because uh part of developing a good relationship with food is understanding all of its values. And part of the value of food, a big part of the value of food is bonding and connecting with the people around you. It's enjoying being present with the food. Like I love, one of my favorite things to do with big meals around the holidays is to talk and experience the flavors with the people around me. Oh my God, did you try this? And oh, this is so good. And who made this dish right here? And I get the chills talking about it because it's this wonderful bonding moment. That's not when shit goes off the rails. Yeah. Shit goes off the rails when your relationship with food going into the holidays already isn't great. And so that what happens is you go from this restrict binge model or, or, or relationship with food where you restrict. And then when you go off, 
you don't go off and have like a little bit more or a little pie. It becomes like this way in excess, way in excess where you're sitting. I mean, how many, how many times have people done this, right? You, you finish your holiday meal and you sit back and you're like, Oh my God, my stomach hurts. Like that was way too much. What did I, I didn't even enjoy. I'm not even enjoying this time right now because I hurt myself. So you've actually, you've actually lost the potential value of that holiday meal because you've gone off in this, you know, and I quote unquote binge type of mentality. So working on a good relationship with food is crucial to having a good time with the people around you around the holidays. Now, what does that look like? Well, it looks like this, understanding all the values around food, which include the stuff that we talk about in the fitness space, which is how this affects me physiologically, how does this affects me digestively, proteins, fats, carbs, calories, what helps me perform better, what gives me more energy. It's also understanding what, how do I eat when I'm stressed? How do I eat when I'm depressed? Um, it's also being present when you eat. You ever catch yourself doing this where you're eating so fast that you're not even thinking about the food that's in your mouth that you're actually tasting. You're thinking about the next bite and trying to get the next bite in there as fast as possible. That type of behavior is not necessary. That's not, that's not really valuing the true value of food. That's almost a numbing or distracting uh, type of behavior. So you have to go into the holidays and say to yourself, and by the way, some people do this on the holidays because they don't like being around family. They don't like being around certain people that make them <laughs> mm -hmm. anxious. So they get really drunk or they bury themselves in, in the meal. Yeah. Um, and that's also not a good relationship. So you have to go into it saying, I am going to connect with the following people and I'm going to try these dishes that I haven't had in a while and savor them, right? Savor these dishes, not like pound them down as fast as I can, but rather enjoy this meal. And, and, and I'm not going to allow myself to get painfully full because there's no enjoyment in that, right? Nobody enjoys feeling so stuffed that they feel sick to their stomach. Yeah. Their stomach. Use that opportunity to slow down. And it's, it's interesting because to your point of people kind of bringing their signature dish is like, this is, this is something they made with their love and, and, and their effort. And they, they really want to, you know, watch you as you eat it. And it's like this whole experience part of that, uh, where you get to kind of bond with, with your family. And, and it's like, I mean, like this is just one specific day or maybe like a few days out of the year where you get to spend that kind of time with, uh, your family. And it's like to, to be so focused myopically on like, wow, well, what are the macros in this? And what's this one going to do for me yeah. in terms of like setting me back. And it's really like, nil in in the grand scope of things and but but to your point of like excess like you can you can indulge but you can do it in a way where it's slow and, and paced and, and you you have a lot better chance of not like going completely in excess since you brought up uh signature dishes uh what are like the worst signature dishes oh thing? and not necessarily from a macro perspective Anything jello just what do you think based. is a shitty dish that someone brings all the time justin hit on the table what'd you say the jello stuff. jello based yeah, the, the marshmallow jello especially when they rebranded a salad like <laughs> yeah what are we doing it's not salad jello fruit salad or whatever it's called <laughs> i'm not a fan so of awful i'm not a huge fan of the uh, white meat and turkey what yeah. no uh, white turkey meat 
It's dry. It depends how juicy oh. the turkey is. But give yeah. me the brown meat. The stop. brown meat's the good stuff. Dry. That's that's a bad example oh, of a no. signature dish that is like really like, like white family's all. Dark I mean, I certainly do white. over a bunch of other things oh, over a, well, I mean, over a can of cranberries or oh. over freaking uh, yams with marshmallows in and mm. syrup in it. Like yeah, yeah there's I a like lot of other things. Cranberries. Uh, you like can? I like that. Oh, <laughs> I put it on my turkey. All Doug, you're more of a foodie. Come on. What's what? Yeah. So the one you mentioned, the sweet potatoes with marshmallows. Yes. I despise that so that's horrible but one year somebody came to our house for thanksgiving and they brought their version from their family yeah and not only did they have sweet potatoes with marshmallows they had red hots in it <laughs> oh, like red what? hot candy yes oh my god i mean i it really wow. was, i had a gag reflex and they said oh this is so good we make it every year our family makes this and it was Ooh. so Horrible. Yeah. It was the worst thing this I ever tasted. This was passed down from the old country. <laughs> no, <laughs> it no, it wasn't. Liar. Well, they used to put peppers, but now we use Red Hots. You know what I mean? Yeah. Wow, I've never heard oh, of that before. Yeah, yeah. yeah I, so I've had it with like marshmallows and like uh, maple syrup and stuff like that. I'm just like, dude, that is just... Their sweet potatoes are so good. Yeah, a little bit of butter. Low, and butter. That's it. And that's it. If yeah. that, I don't even need butter on mine. Well, do you guys, don't. are there certain, so here's, I like to go in this direction. Are there certain dishes that you normally don't have except for around this time of year that people tend to make? Stuffing. Stuffing. Mm. That's what I I'm never like. eat stuffing, but it, on Thanksgiving. Is there somebody in particular? Oh, yeah, family? my mom. My mom makes incredible, and she does it the traditional way where you actually stuff the turkey and stuff like that. So, and it's homemade from scratch. So she's not using like a box of, you know, she cuts up all the little pieces. Yeah, and my godmother it. makes really good stuffing that I look forward to. Mm. And I, I make sure to have a little bit of it because it, it's I never have it. Ours is a 100-year-old recipe, too. That's why it's kind really? of cool. Yeah, so you talk about tradition and things like that. See, that's, so like, that's what I mean. There's there's a lot of value in yeah. that, right? So there's kind of, it's kind of cool to talk about it and how it's been passed down in the family when we have it. And so I, I definitely, the, the stuffing is something that I, and I would never eat that throughout the year. Rest yeah. of the year, I don't think I ever have stuffing. On that day, I absolutely There's have this stuffing. one dish that my grandma would made, and I think it's from... Denmark, but it's it's like a um, it's called patitza, I think. But it's like it's basically a hazelnut bread uh, that um, it has. Uh, anyways, it's really good with butter. We have it usually for breakfast, and it's like I would never eat it otherwise. But it's just like one of those like. You know, we look forward to it because it's sweet. It's like a sweet bread, and it's 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 delicious. So. It's, there's one, so we have monkey bread that I never have that gets from Katrina's family. Her niece always makes this like homemade monkey bread that's bomb. That's the one you're supposed to pull apart. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So, so this is this is great. I love that where you took this, uh, Adam, because there's definitely dishes that I look forward to because I never have them otherwise, and it's around the holidays. Yeah, and I found myself go through this transition um, years ago. So years ago, the holidays became definitely binge time for me because I was like build muscle, you know, trying to work out whatever. And so then I'd go into the holidays and especially if I was trying to be lean before that, which happened a little later, later on, I'd go in and it was like all, it was like, I'd take the hands off and just go crazy. And I would always end up with a, like too much, like just painful, painfully full, not feeling good, took, taking a nap on the couch. And yeah. I lost, I would lose the value of the, of the particular holiday. It became like this thing. Oh, Sal's asleep on the couch. Why? Cause he ate too much food and his stomach hurts. Later on, I became much more present. I'd grab a little bit of this, a little bit of that. I'd sit there and I'd savor it. And then we'd share and we'd talk about it. And it became a totally different experience. I gained way more value out of those meals. Another one is like uh, pecan pie, homemade uh, pecan pie, yeah, yeah, yeah. which I, when it, I mean, it's, it's, and then just homemade pies in general. A little bit of vanilla yeah. ice cream with that. Yeah. So this is a big deal. Like go, when you go into it, understanding this, like, okay, who am I going to see? I'm going to see my aunt. 
you know, and I don't see her all the time. And she makes this one thing and I'm going to go see this guy and he's going to make the, you know, my, my, my uncle and he makes this one thing, or there's this particular alcoholic beverage that my cousin likes to make. And instead of, you know, you know what people screw up a lot on the holidays, mm. processed chips, candy, oh, the soda, snack, the snacking, uh, like shit that you can get yeah. at any time yeah. that nobody prepared that you know has no real meaning or, or you know, to the holiday right. itself. Yeah. Stupid like the novel stuff, real novel stuff. Yeah. I, I do Irish coffees, you know, my, my uh, father-in-law makes really good Irish coffees. Right. But yeah, that, that's actually a tip that you didn't put on here that I think is a good tip is actually to just, is to try and avoid all the, the, the generic crappy snack food that gets put out for the yeah. after the, you know, before the meal comes. That has and, no value. Right. And like enjoy, enjoy the feast with your family, with the things that we're talking about versus the all day long kind of grazing on the stuff. That's just, you know, potato chips and ranch dressing, you know, stuff like that, or the, the ranch dressing with the, the carrots that everybody globs and does yeah. that. Those type of things like that. I feel like I would, I would try and restrict from that. That's accessible all the time. But yeah, it's only once in a while does, you know, my niece make the monkey bread or that my mom makes the stuffing. It's like, so I'd rather save her, save her for that. And then and you'll enjoy it more too versus I'm already kind of full and then now I'm forced I'm to eat I'm, I'm, I mean, this sounds silly, but if you go into the holiday saying, I'm going to savor these dishes that people prepared for this holiday and I'm going to connect with people that I don't normally see and I don't normally have these opportunities to connect with, You'll find you're far less likely to eat past the point of full. You're far less likely to overeat on garbage junk food that you could get any time of the year at the convenience store. You'll find yourself deriving the real value out of the holidays. This is what I mean by working on a good relationship with food. This is part of that. And and now this is a this is a process that that kind of takes time. It's a continual process because your relationship with food evolves as your life evolves. But really identifying these things. And of course, there's tips and tricks like eat protein first and eat the vegetables first because mm -hmm. that helps provide more satiety. And we've talked about that ad nauseum, I think, on, on previous podcasts. But I think if you go into it with what I'm talking about where I'm like, you know, I'm going to really sit and enjoy, like put your phone down. Don't be distracted. Don't watch the TV. Talk to the people around you or find those few family members you don't mind hanging out with. And then like savor and enjoy the food. You'll eat slower. And you'll end up really deriving the real value and you'll avoid the shitty, overstuffed, crappy feeling that that really is why people gain so much weight. They just overdo it. Now, is there is there anything that you guys do in regards to training and uh, eating leading up to that? So let's say it's the week of. So it's uh, Thanksgiving's Thursday, Monday, Tuesday, Wednesday. Is there and you're you're, you're cognizant of what Thursday is. You know what you're you're probably going to enjoy yourself calorie wise, and maybe not. Maybe you're not even going to be moving as much or whatever. You know what your day looks like, and so are there certain things that you guys will do leading up to that day as far as your eating and your training looks? Yeah. So personally, I have specific ones for me, which include not eating any foods that cause uh, any digestive issues with myself leading up to it, knowing that I'm going to have things that like yeah, gluten and I stuff like that. So three, four days before I eat super like easy digestible food, mm -hmm. because if I go into it with poor digestion, it really will ruin the experience for me. But that's me personally with clients towards the end of my career. Uh, this is when I'd have them reverse diet, not the three days before, but I'd have them reverse diet working into it because it worked well into the reverse mm -hmm. diet. Cause you're going to have extra calories anyway. So why don't we make this like a short, bulk period anyway. Yeah. So now when you're in the, when you're in the holiday meal mm -hmm. and you're eating the extra calories, it, it works well with our goal, which is reverse dieting, building muscle, fueling muscle growth. 
So that's more generally. I don't know. No, no, I love that. So that's similar to what. So I would normally do like a mini cut, like at the beginning of November. So I'm in a low calorie deficit. And then that week leading into it, very similar, I would start to reverse out of it. I would start building the calories up. I also, if there's a week or I'd say a couple days where I might overreach it almost intentionally, it's going to be on this too. Yeah. So I, I would I would do a, a little bit longer workout or kind of push a little bit harder than usual than the advice that we normally give, knowing that I'm going to be extra sore, knowing that my body's going to want potentially extra calories to help me recover mm -hmm. since I know I'm going to be getting them anyway. So those are probably the two things that I do between like the training and the diet, well, like leading into I, that. So I, I actually uh, organized a little personal holiday around this strategy. You guys know this. Every yeah, I love that too. I, I started incorporating after every somewhere. Thanksgiving. This will be year. I don't know what this is going to be. Year nine or ten, or maybe nine or ten. Where so almost a decade, I've organized what's called what we call the post Thanksgiving, and we say the Guido workout because it's my my cousins and I. You so know, racist. I know. And what we do is we all have our Thanksgiving together, and of course we're going to eat more than we normally do and enjoy ourselves and that stuff. And remember, I said that the goal, my personal goal, was kind of this reverse diet or, or sorry, I say, excuse me, should I say this, this goal that I would give my clients like reverse diet, use this to build strength. And I thought this was perfect. Like let's meet the day after and do heavy lifting together. And so it's really, it's more bonding. It's more family time, mm -hmm. but I've also hit a lot of PRs yeah. on the day after Thanksgiving. Yeah. So it's this really cool Utilize thing. all this stored energy. Yeah. Yeah. No, I think it's, it's a really um, solid approach. Like, because too, like you're, you're able to now put a lot of that uh, banked um, energy you just consumed to work and and it, it, why not go through a bulk? Why not go through, you know, part of that being a performance enhancement? Well, yeah. I, I've, got to, I've experienced it, I think, twice now with your family. Yeah. And one of the things I really appreciate about it that I like that's different too than if I were to compare it to normal, it is nothing like a normal workout. No. And it's actually, I think it lasts like almost three hours, uh -huh. but it's a lot more talking and it's, a, and it's connecting and it's, but it's this long, which what I love about that is we're not eating. We're not eating because yeah. there's no food around. So all we're really doing is connecting, drinking a little bit of water, lifting a little bit, doing challenges, bullshit and making, telling jokes, yeah. talking business. Oh, back to lifting a little bit. And it, it turns into this like three hour, you know, semi fitness type of event that we're doing mm -hmm. where I'm not eating food. I'm not sitting down. I'm connecting with family. I'm moving and burning calories. I'm sending a signal to build muscle. I really, really love this as like this cool traditional thing that you guys have done. And I've been lucky enough to be a part of it a couple of times. And that's what I find is different. It's not what I have done in the past where it's like, it's a workout, right? So, oh, it's another workout where I get after. It's like, no, no, no. You've really turned it into more about connecting with the family. And therefore it doesn't matter that it gets stretched out for three hours or whatever. Cause we're just having, we're having fun. It's fun too. And it's, it's probably going to start morphing cause now everybody has little kids, right, so you know, kids so be running around. Well, no, what we might end up doing Bring is, is bringing the babies yeah, together and, you know, doing something that's like, a like maybe we'll do some strength challenges, but in the meantime, we have our kids with Especially us. Especially since we have this place. It's so perfect yeah. to have, let them kind of run around and everyone take turns doing stuff yeah. and they get to see, Well, you know. and what a great, you know, maybe it'll be a tradition that they end up picking up, you know, because all of us have little boys actually. Right. So it'll be kind of cool. But, you know, I like, I like, I used to love telling clients, okay, here's what we're going to do the week before we're going to start your reverse diet. So the holiday is going to be a part of your reverse diet yeah. and the goals in the gym have changed. Our goals in the gym are, let's see how strong we can get. And then what ends up happening is you, if it, 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 it works perfectly because I'm not doing a cut during the holidays. That's really hard. You just talked about what that looked like 
when you were getting ready for a show. Yeah. It's part of the reverse diet, right? It's part of the getting stronger. And then when you go back to the gym, rather than worrying about the two pounds of water weight that you gain from the extra bread and carbs and whatever, you're like, oh my God, I get, I added five pounds to my bench press or 10 pounds to my deadlift. Well, that's why I so like it's a to great eat, combination. I like to back it up even a little bit further. So if you start with like a little, uh, you know, week or two week at the end of October, beginning of November, like mini, like a cut, like, and I like to do kind of an aggressive cut in that short week or two. And then I'm reversing out. And the part of the reversing out is leading into what you're talking about. So we're starting to slowly increase calories leading into Thursday. And in addition to that, I'm switching up my training. So whatever I was currently doing before that, I'm transitioning into a new focus typically love something that's strength related and then kind of come reps. up that way even it, uh, knowing that i'm probably going to intake you know over my, my my caloric maintenance the idea is that any of those extra calories i'm hoping that a majority of them get partitioned over into building muscle Why not? and not just storing body that's fat. the goal the goal is can i take this extra fuel and again we started earlier with talking about good relationship with so this isn't binging this isn't eating till you get sick but you're gonna eat more you're going to eat more and you're going to eat foods you don't normally eat. Why not take advantage of them within the context of a reverse diet? Because what a reverse diet is for people who don't know, um, in essence, it's the slow increasing of calories over time in combination with proper and appropriate strength training. Because the goal is to build muscle through a reverse diet and speed up the metabolism. So at the end of this process, if you reverse diet properly and incorporate the holidays in it, you could end up with a faster metabolism afterwards, which will make you getting lean easier because the challenge then becomes, how do I get lean if I did gain extra body fat after these holidays? The yeah. other thing that related to exercise that we do, even though, and by the way, notice that nobody said anything about long bouts of cardio anywhere. Um, we, we love to do this and I get, I don't know, anywhere, I think as little as three of my family members to as many as like seven of them have, have joined me before, but post uh, eating, I'll yeah. just go for a nice long walk. Oh, yeah. yeah just yeah. a nice stroll, like a nice long stroll. And again, more about connecting, talking, and, and laughing, enjoying, telling yeah. stories, reminiscing, um, but going for a nice long walk after that, after eating a big heavy meal like so that. So good for your digestion. Oh, it feel, you feel so much better just by doing that. And it's not a lot to ask. I'm not saying I'm going to go for a run. I'm not saying I'm going to go push the weights. It's like, we can go walk outside. The weather in California around this time of year is always beautiful too. So it's like the perfect temperature yeah. to go out there and walk for like a nice hour, hour and a half. I know some families play football. Yeah, we I always play, we play tag. Do you guys do that? Yeah, we oh. used to play basketball, and, yeah. but too many injuries. <laughs> I was just gonna <laughs> yeah, say, yeah, we're all kidding. I can't imagine my uncles and aunts. Yeah, playing football. used to basketball used to be a tradition. Yeah, it didn't last done very long. I was just gonna say, Justin, yeah. who the hell plays football no, with you? They don't really. Yeah, it's it's more just like um, touch, tag, yeah, oh, yeah, tag at this point now. Yes, yeah, so we just throw the ball around and just try to run without like pulling hammies. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> so it's like, yeah, it's not like super rigorous or anything. It's just for fun. I that's, do like how, that's how the, the basketball or the, uh, the walking came about for us. It used to be like this crazy, like basketball tournament thing. It was like competitive. We at yeah. First. Very competitive. And, oh, and we've now been, we've been walking for the last like four years. <laughs> so, <laughs> so it's been a while since we've yeah. played. Like, I mean, I would love to do the basketball, but it's like, there's always like one or two of us you know that what, probably though? shouldn't. We're not conditioned. So you know what the theme is yep. though? Cause here we just talked about the post Thanksgiving workout that I do with my cousins. There's like, you know, and, and brothers, right? There's like eight of us. You talked about the basketball, uh, basketball, football, but then you talk about walking. You're talking about hiking. Really, what it's evolved into is the the real value of the holidays, which is connecting and bonding with family. Mm -hmm. So the workout, the walk, the hike, it's not about the crazy workout. It's about being active, but using activity as a vehicle for connecting 
with your family and your friends. So the workout is not like I'm going to go hit my arms and shoulders and all that stuff. It's we're going to use this as a vehicle to connect. And activity is a great way to do it. What you'll notice, by the way, when you go on a walk with family members is the movement and the activity promotes wonderful connection and wonderful conversations. It actually induces good conversations versus just sitting down feeling lethargic after you just ate, you know, a bunch of stuffing. Also keep in mind, if you're listening to this and you don't do any of these things, but you're hearing it going like, Oh, I, I would love to do that. Uh, you just kind of be the leader in the family. Do not be discouraged just because maybe only one or two decide to join you the first year. Cause that's kind of what it looked like for me. It wasn't like everyone's like, yeah, let's all go work out. Yeah. Obviously you're going to have some uncle that's sitting on the couch with his foot up, watching football, drinking his beer and like, fuck that. I ain't going out yeah. there. Like yep. that's going to happen. That's okay. Don't make a big deal about it. Like take whoever will do that with you. I, I think make it very easy for the, to try and gain it. Cause again, the main point for me is connecting with my family. So the nice walk and stroll is easier to convince a handful of people to go yeah. do that. And you're not saying, Hey, you guys, we're going to go walk hella fast and do this. No, let's go outside. Yeah. We're going to take a walk. Does anyone want to take a walk for me? And, and I guarantee you'll get a couple of family members exactly. that will, will, will connect and do that. And then, and then what we've seen is over the time, over years, more and more of the family members want to be a part of it. And do totally. It, so. Now, another strategy that you can use appropriately, I'm going to say appropriately because this could easily go in the other direction, is fasting. Fasting can can be used properly and appropriately on days where you feast. So what does this mean? This means that Thanksgiving dinner or Christmas dinner is coming, right? Some holiday get-together dinner or meal is coming. So why don't I not eat leading up to that? Like, why don't I not eat leading up to that? Now, here's where it could go wrong. If it feeds into the restrict binge yeah behavior because it could encourage you to binge even more because now you've given yourself permission held out and then all of a sudden now it's free reign right but in reality what it is is if you fast leading into the meal and the fast is more of this spiritual fast where i'm not eating and i'm thinking about the people i'm going to be with i'm thinking about the value of my friends and family i'm thinking about the meals that i haven't had since last year and i'm going to enjoy them and really savor them what happens with the fast is it heightens your senses it provides a little bit of clarity and it actually incre- improves your ability to, to savor m- meals. If you've ever gone on a fast, even a short fast for 10 hours, you'll find when you eat something, you actually perceive the flavors as more flavorful. So it can actually make that meal uh, much more enjoyable. So I like I like using fasting in this particular way. So we're kind of dancing between mm-hmm. uh, general advice and then probably more of the advanced health and fitness person who has a good relationship yes. with exercise and food. Because And I think that's important to make that clear as we talk about this because I'll share like almost exactly like what my protocol will look like uh, heading in. That's not necessarily what I would recommend to my client because maybe they're not there yet because I totally agree that the fasting can be a could be a good strategy but if you don't have a good relationship you can then you easily just abuse yeah you can easily abuse it so i personally like to go on a pretty hard cut for two weeks and I, so reverse engineers back so like three weeks out so this will be the end of october i will start a pretty hard two-week cut where i restrict more calories than i normally would and then i give myself a nice week and a half or so leading into thanksgiving which 
gets me that gives me that time to slowly control my calories back in and i don't feel like i'm having to come from a hard i would never do a hard cut right into there because then it i even even yeah. with my discipline i know that would promote the the overeating so i want the hard i want the hard cut you know at least three four weeks out before the thanksgiving week and then i'm slowly introducing calories leading up reverse, leading dieting. Up reverse dieting and then the day of thanksgiving is actually i'm going to try and hold out on eating anything until the main meal That's exactly what i do and when the and then when the main meal happens i i I enjoy. I enjoy everything in front of me, and, and I also I'm, and I'm mindful of of what I'm doing. I also fast after the the main meal. You sure. know when people really screw up is they have their big holiday meal with their family and friends, and then they take home a bunch of leftovers or the food <laughs> is hung around, and then on their own by themselves, no more connecting with family, whatever. Now it's just gorge, shovel it in, yeah, Sit gorge down and shovel it in. Exactly. Yeah. So I even will fast afterwards. Um, knowing that, well, I just, I overate. And also I, that, that was the value of that meal. And I'm by myself now. So there's no value now in me sitting here, you know, eating all this food, I'm not connecting with it. I'm by myself. So then I just, I also do a fast afterwards. So there's definitely a healthy way to use fasting, but it's not the, it's not the, uh, avoidance of calories aspect of it. It's really the going into the meal with kind of clarity. Right. And yeah. the side effect being I eat less calories as right. a result of it. It's really the side effect. So this, and again, I, I love saying this part. If you want to, you have to be conscious of this if you've never done this before. If you go into these holiday meals, consciously saying to yourself, I'm going to savor, because think of, picture in your mind right now what it looks like for somebody to savor a bite of food, okay? It's not rushed. It's not fast. It's not washing it down with water or a drink, right? It's like, if you ever picture like, it's mm, it's enjoying the senses, it's enjoying the flavor and the smell and the texture. So it's this kind of slow process. If you are going into it with that mindset and saying, I'm going to test this out. I heard Sal say this on the podcast. I'm going to savor the meals that I'm going to eat at the in these holidays. If you go into it fasted, it's going to enhance your ability to savor because it does upregulate your perception of flavors and taste. Anybody knows this, right? You eat a lot of candy all the time. Candy starts to lose its value. You eat a lot of sweets. You eat a lot of anything. starts to lose its value. If you haven't had it in a while, it all of a sudden has this different, you have this different, stronger perception. And it's really cool experience. Like when I first did this and I was savoring the meals, it was like this explosion of experience that I had that I hadn't experienced before. So Fasting can definitely be a part of all of this. Now, are there mechanistic aspects that you can make with your with your with your meals? Yeah, you could do like I said earlier: eat your protein first, eat your vegetables first, and so on. But I think what we talked about today is probably the root, right? The most important parts of yeah. Of all of people this. really, yeah. honestly, only get in a lot of trouble when the, you get out of control. It's it you. It is very difficult. When by the way, when you become unaware. By the way, if you were to like try to get quote unquote fat in a day. I mean, you've seen those uh, YouTube challenges of it's hard to eat 10,000 calories yeah, a day. Yeah. Most people can't even get 10,000 calories. So that's not, that's not enough for you to put five pounds of fat on your body. So you actually, what it is, it's, it's the mentality that's before, after all and the other holidays. That's right. It's what happened. It's not <laughs> it so much what happens morning. on that day. It's what it's that, that kick starts. Because all of a sudden you go into this, like I was restricting hard, I overindulge, I binge like crazy that day, and then I have a, the, the fuck off attitude for the next week afterwards. Because all Christmas is in a month And anyway. that's right. And that's where all the damage is. 100%. Really this is yeah. why I like to use fasting afterwards. Because another way that fasting can be used in a healthy way is it can be a reset. And what yeah. I mean by that is, if you've ever, all of us experience this, right? Where we eat um, a particular way, and then we find that we crave those foods. There's actually studies on this where people will eat 
like fast food, and then they find that they crave the fast food more and more as mm -hmm. the, the 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 receptors in the brain change as the body starts to model itself after um, how these particular types of foods. So fasting after helps prevent exactly that, Adam. It's not Thanksgiving and Christmas dinner. It's Thanksgiving plus the weeks leading up to Christmas, Christmas plus the weeks leading to New Year's. It's that entire period of time right. when people really screw up. Now, here's the deal. If you want help on some of this and guidance, I know this episode is helping everybody or can help everybody, but if you want more specifics, we have an intuitive nutrition guide that helps with relationship to food. We have a reverse dieting one-on-one uh, uh, book, which helps you with reverse dieting, explains how to do it. And then we have an intermittent fasting guide, which kind of breaks down the different forms of fasting and the different ways you use fasting. All three of those are going to be 50% off with this episode because we know that although this episode can help people out, a lot of people need more specifics. They need more reference. They need more help to help them through this process. So again, all three of them are 50% off. You can find them at mapsfitnessproducts.com and the code is healthy for the 50% off. Thank you for listening to Mind Pump. If your goal is to build and shape your body, dramatically improve your health and energy, and maximize your overall performance, check out our discounted RGB Super Bundle at mindpumpmedia.com. The RGB Super Bundle includes MAPS Anabolic, MAPS Performance, and MAPS Aesthetic. Nine months of phased expert exercise programming designed by Sal, Adam, and Justin to systematically transform the way your body looks, feels, and performs. With detailed workout blueprints and over 200 videos, the RGB Super Bundle is like having Sal, Adam, and Justin as your own personal trainers, but at a fraction of the price. The RGB Super Bundle has a full 30-day money-back guarantee, and you can get it now plus other valuable free resources at mindpumpmedia.com. If you enjoy this show, please share the love by leaving us a five-star rating and review on iTunes and by introducing Mind Pump to your friends and family. We thank you for your support, and until next time, this is Mind Pump.